How are we doing, my friend? Not too bad. Beautiful Friday. Not really beautiful. It's fucking freezing outside. outside. I woke up this morning and asked Eileen, I was like, what's the temperature outside? Because I knew I was coming over here. And she looked it up and it said fucking 35. Feels like 26. Yeah, it does. We're going to have to crack a beer to get this thing going. Exactly. Yeah, I went running outside thinking it was, you know, it was like 60 degrees yesterday. I figured it was like probably like at least 50. You ran this morning? Yeah, I went running at like 6 in the morning and it was freezing cold. I was wearing a t-shirt. It was pretty pretty horrible this park by my house real quick man okay so i go running here every day it's like you know an old high school it's not even high school anymore the park's not been renovated since 2005 probably there's a woman man i don't know if i talked about this before but there's a woman that just runs and she lets her two dogs just on the loose and i'm gonna kill this oh i think you mentioned that offline (laughs) this is still going on this woman just lets her two dogs roam free and they always like I'm, I'm a pussy. I get pushed off the track <laughs> by the dogs. They come at me. I'm going to move to the side. I don't know what to do, but yeah. And um, she doesn't do shit. Control. No, she's like, she's not even like by the dogs. She's just That's running ridiculous. herself, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it'd be nice, you know, um, if we get some like more consistent weather. I mean, I guess just for sitting on the balcony. With, yeah, that's with true. Coronavirus. There's got to be some kind of like tie-in coronavirus and the weather conspiracy I haven't seen it yet but you know I believe that, it I the mean there's conspiracies about everything that 5G conspiracy so miss me with the 5G conspiracy yeah and when this releases I don't know if it'll come out that 5G is actually a serious threat but no right way. now miss me with that <laughs> I need my uh, biggest conspiracy theorists to send me some drafts of what they can work with like the weather move work the weather into this you know it's no like, joke I saw on the news yesterday that the East Coast is uh, snow is going to get Sunday. the biggest May snowstorm oh, yeah. in history. Or something. So I'm saying. So it's like I don't know. Like what I've been doing personally, just to make myself even more depressed. You know, I uh, <laughs> check what the Cubs would have been doing like every night. Ugh. So like every like most of these nights, I'm just like, oh, the Cubs are going to be home this like today. They were supposed to be playing it regularly. I don't think anyone would go to this game. This is like way too cold to like even like no way to go to. I can't believe you're doing that, dude. You gotta push the <laughs> you gotta weird. push the baseball shit off though, because it's it's just depressing. But they did release that they expect to play in July. Yeah. So, but you said some shit. The hell, there's gonna be phases of yeah Illinois opening. So just like for Illinois specifically, um, other states are on their own timelines. Um, but Pritzker, it's either four or five. I think it's uh, you know a five stage uh, reopening process, but it's effectively four stages because. We are, everyone in Illinois is already in the second stage. Mm-hmm. I think the first stage, it was just like when the coronavirus first broke out and we are trying to like control everything. And okay. Like, so I think everyone's in the second stage. And you basically broke up the state into four regions. I think like Northeast Illinois, Northwest, Central, and South or so, something like the four okay. regions. And Chicago is in the Northeast. Basically, the last stage, stage five would only be achieved when there is a vaccine. So, you know, that's, you're looking at, you know, early next year, maybe like December this year, if everything goes really well. But at that point, I think the last stage, that's when you're you're seeing, you know, normal like concerts and sporting events and stuff. So basically from what I was, what he's rolling out, you know, you really can't expect the Bears to be playing in front of crowds this year with no. unless something crazy I mean that, comes around. See, I love that the schedule came out yesterday to get some hype, but then you say shit like that, and it, it, I mean, you ain't going to the game. You know what's even sadder than that is the Bears, like the schedule came out at 6.30, I believe, and then the Bears started selling tickets to the games at 8 o'clock. 
It's like if you're buying a ticket to the Bears game, you know, you're basically just lending them money. It's a free interest-free loan for the Bears, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you're setting yourself up for more disappointment, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I, if you want to talk about the schedule a little bit, we could do that. that. Yeah. I mean, may as well. I'm officially worried about the Lions. Okay. I mean, they did have a lot of first-round pick, like draft picks in general. They are um, still the Lions, but I'm officially worried about the Lions. That corner, yeah. I forget his name. Okay, Akuna. Yeah, Akuna, who was drafted second or third. Third, yeah. He's going to be incredible. And yeah, he's going to be, okay. he's gonna be wasting Mitch, the Bears. Mitch gonna, Trubisky's biggest target. He's going to cover, like... Uh, Robinson, which is going to be, uh, you know, taking him out of the game, but it's okay. We've got Ted Ginn Jr. now. He's going to for be... <laughs> what fucking reason do we have Ted Ginn Jr.? Well, hey, one thing though, I think uh, before we get back to the schedule, one thing about that I will say, you basically are relying on a bunch of young receivers, you know, like Ridley. That's true. Wim. So at least you have one veteran. Okay. You know, just in he case. was probably cheap. He was I, probably I think he's cheap. probably signed for like the veteran mineral. Yeah. Guy. I don't think the terms are right, um, but yeah. He's been in the league since I was like an eighth he's grade. 35. I swear to God. He's, 35. He's still known as like the speed threat though. He is Which still is fast. Wild. Yeah. 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 I feel like they're stockpiling return men at this point. With, they are. Uh, what's his name? Patterson. Yeah. Corbin Patterson. Cohen. Yeah. This, uh, the schedule though, the Giants, Falcons, Falcons got better. You can never, you can never really look at the schedule, and no. Because the, the default thing is you think of how these teams performed last year. You know, it's not going to be the same. There's always no, like that's what, two, I mean, three, four. Just week four, the Colts. You think, oh, Leia. Colts got Colts had a little bit of like a foundation, the and they probably, got a lot better. They were probably better than the Bears last year mm. before uh, uh, Brissett went down hurt. They were looking at like they were going to seize a little playoff spot there. Like they were. They were in the hunt for the division yeah. until, like, you know, week 10 or 11, you know. So, I, I will say, though, I think the Bears, they really have to start, like, 3-1 and one because there's a brutal stretch in that schedule. Starting um, with Tom Brady. Now, when you see the Buccaneers on the schedule, or that they're going to play the Buccaneers six months ago, you're like, fucking layup, dude. Yeah. Jameis Winston going to throw four picks. Yeah. Boom. Tom Brady playing the Bears on a Thursday night. I hate watching the Bears in prime time. It's the most stressful thing in my entire life. Yeah. And now that Tom Brady's coming to town for arguably the last time, he's he's doing his little Kobe championship tour kind of thing. Would it surprise you to know that the Bears, the last two seasons with Nagy in charge, are seven and four in prime time games? Would, that would surprise the hell out of me. And I'm including two games that were on Thanksgiving, but I count those as prime time games, you know. I okay. Well, if you don't prime count four. those, I don't count playing noon on Thanksgiving a prime time against game. the Lions. Yeah, that's a nationally televised game. Yes, but that is not a okay. prime time F- game. Five and four. Five and four. Okay, so it's still not bad. You know, it's. I feel like they won uh, a couple of those games just, like shitty, but I mean, win yeah. ugly is still winning. Remember the know? Rams game in twenty eighteen? Golf and Trubisky yes. for like five picks. And yeah, they won, that's like, what I'm talking about. But the Cowboys the game, though, recency I mean, bias. I just whenever I think of the Bears in prime time, I think of that Sunday night game against the Rams in LA. Yeah, that was horrible. That was the worst game. I was like fucked up at the bar with my uh, with my youth football team and my dad, <laughs> and I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs. He's like, "You gotta relax." I'm like, "No, are you are you watching the same fucking game?" I that your I dad's am? not yelling too. Oh, to be oh yeah, they were, but they're like, I was just being an annoying little bitch. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, right. but uh, you know, I think the Bears. I think I can. I look at that schedule. I can see them going ten six. Hopefully, dude. I'd but. love to. I mean, I I love to just sit here and talk about bullshit and say twelve and four or say four and twelve, whatever. But the two big games that really matter to me, 
are November 29th and January 3rd. Packers. When we go to the Packers and when the Packers come to us. That is, I gear up the entire year for that fucking team. It's uh, it's really uh, funny how, like, it's really weighted. I think after week 10, they basically play five of their last seven games are divisional opponents. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're playing the Vikings, Packers, and Lions all back-to-back-to-back. A little break with the Texans, and then the Vikings. And then the Jags. And then the Packers again. Hopefully that Week 17 game is useless because we already uh, clinched everything. That would be ideal, but it never works out that way with the Chicago Bears. Oh, man. You got any any last thoughts on the schedule, though? I think last thoughts are, even if the Bears, like, crater completely, at least you can look forward to them drafting QB. I think no matter what it's happens great, this year, they're going to draft a QB. There's, there's no chance they don't. They basically have Trubisky if they want on a fifth-year option. Slash, well, they already declined that, so franchise tag. Or if Foles has a good year, he can opt out. Yeah. So, I mean... I still haven't decided. I've put a lot of thought into this, and I still haven't decided who. I want Foles, I think, but I'm not 100% sure who I want to be the starting quarterback. You, you can't really judge Foles off last season because he got hurt the first game of the season. Exactly. So he came back. He was but he's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, you know, know exactly. What I'm saying? Last thing I want to say is, like, I don't see them being any worse than last season. And last season, they somehow ended 8-8. Eight and eight. You're right. They won. They won a useless game that ruined a draft. That's true. Pick. Okay, that's true. <laughs> draft. I can't see them Whatever winning position. any less than seven games this next season because yeah. you figure. I think Foles is going to be the quarterback. If the offense averages between twenty and twenty-five a game, points a game, they're going to win probably at least nine games just because yeah. the defense is that good. I'd rather them just like bottom out instead of going seven and nine I agree at with that you. point. I agree so. with you. But anyway, eventually, yeah. these podcasts will reach the air. I promise. Yeah. I don't know when. I've been finally getting used to Ableton. I've been trying to edit the audio. We talked about before this that I just finished editing the first one, fixed all the. Uh, it sounded the really vol- good. It sounded it sounded good. Yeah, Hopefully, yeah. when you hear that, you can give us some feedback. Five star rating. Yeah. But leave, the, leave a review. I had to. That's right. Raise the volume on you because we weren't situated. We're still recording on a phone because yeah. we don't have the funds to buy a microphone right now. But, Insert Drake line about, you know, like Acura now is driving <laughs> Benzes, something like that. Yeah. Trapping off the phones. Yeah, and if anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, holler at me. DJ Specs, Chicago, Illinois. I've also been working on making some song edits for DJing. So I know a lot of DJs are doing that right now. And that's an important thing, I think, to differentiate yourself at the bar when the DJ market is so saturated mm-hmm. that you got to do different things than every other DJ. Right. And now all these DJs are subscribing to like the same record pool. So even having like an edit to a song was like a, not a head start, but like kind of a way to differentiate yourself. Now these uh, DJ pools are starting to get so many people to them that we're all having the same edits now. Mm. So now you got to take it a step further and come up with your own shit, come up with your own routines. In Algonquin, my DJ table finally came in, like a high table to put my shit on. So that's the last step for my apartment. So when I go home for Mother's Day this weekend, I will have it set up for next week and finally get to DJ in my own apartment. I've just been sitting here doing doing these and doing edits and stuff. But I have a few uh, notes before we get into our topic today. Playboy Cardi. Yeah, let's talk about Cardi. He just ruined that Drake. Uh... Pain 1993. Oh, man. You get to you get done with Drake's part and you hit skip. I don't think there's a single even like a Playboy Cardi fan can't look me in the eyes and tell me that was good. Like there's no, no. defending that. And that was supposed to be a, originally a Cardi song, but that's I think what, Drake that's was just what I like, heard. "Yo, I'm taking this song. I don't know what Cardi's doing. He's supposed to drop an album." But he ha- it's been teasing it for three weeks. The song At Me, I didn't hate. I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it. But yeah. 
I did hate his verse on this. I legitimately hated it. Yeah, it's it's really bad. I mean, speaking of that, you know, should we now that we've sat with Drake's album for a week, any other further thoughts? Uh, officially, my favorite song is from Florida with Love, the 40 yeah. beat that we discussed. It's so catchy. And I love that about Drake's music. After you sit with it, you get like the feeling of those like catchy lines. Yeah. And now you'll be sitting sitting randomly on the couch and just humming like, how are you beefing with me, but you're still going vegan, shit like that. Like you're... I do it for the grams, not the gram. That's, yeah. That's, that's, I feel like if anyone has the last name of Graham, that's automatic. You sort of wait Instagram caption for later. <laughs> Um, another thing too for me um, it was really cool I'm going to plug Young Money Radio hosted by Lil Wayne on Apple Music every uh, Friday at 6pm Central Time last week he had some big names on uh, it's like a two hour session it's probably like 45 minutes worth of interviews and he has a DJ mixing in it's a really good mix actually mixes in like Lil Wayne stuff from like you know the 2000s some Nicki Minaj that I forgot about personally it really made me go back down like a Nicki Minaj rabbit hole you know dropping I love some, my favorite rappers. Yeah, dropping some favorite, some some heat. But yeah, it's like 45 minutes of interviews and like an hour of music. But he had some big uh, guests on. Um, Stephen A. Smith was on. Uh, Shaq. Uh, I totally forgot that Shaq put out an album in 1996 like, or 7 or 8. Uh, B.I.G. was on the album. Uh, they were talking about that. Shaq was talking okay. about how that process went. Apparently it was kind of funny. It was worth retelling. Shaq was like obviously like prepared. Like, prepping for this like feature for a long time so he was like rewriting all of his bars and then finally big came in the studio and shack like you know pulled out his notepad performed it he's like all right your turn and big he's like i'm gonna leave the room like shack's i'm leaving the room tell me when you're ready you know he's like oh i'm ready right now big just like freestyled his verse off the dome he had some swear words shack's like you can't really swear on this album it's for the kids okay so biggie was like my fault cut it back and you know made it more fan like family oriented yeah i guess um but yeah that was cool and then he actually interviewed drake as the closing interview and that was really cool yeah um that's what i skipped to you told me to listen to it and i was like yeah that's fair it's tough to get like two hours oh yeah of my time especially on a friday night oh, yeah. i'm trying to house these miller lights mm-hmm. but i'm glad i listened to the drake part it's cool when drake said that you have my word I'll be in the studio all weekend, and I'll give you a couple songs. Two songs by Monday. That's what Drake told Lil Wayne. This past Monday. Lil Wayne better be featured on Drake's new album. Like, there's no no excuse now. It really is. It's on fucking record for people to hear. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sure Lil Wayne would appreciate that plug that you just gave him on our podcast. Eminem's on as a guest tonight, so... It's always it's on demand the next day. It's probably worth listening to at least clips of it. Yeah, cool. What else are you doing? Quarantine. Um, I know that the I I still pay attention to the charts and shit yeah. just for shits and giggles. But uh, Doja Cat put Nicki on her Say So remix, and I learned from my girlfriend actually that they've never met in real life. Oh. They just which I get because it's like Corona and shit. But I think it's wild how they just did like a little Zoom and then got Nicki on the remix. If you haven't heard the remix, then you probably should go on whatever charts. It's on number. It's number one right now. What's today? May 8th, 9th, something yeah. like that. But Doja said on Twitter that if you get Say So to number one, I'll show my tits. And I was like, all right, game on. This yeah. is So I got that shit f- fucking playing on repeat. Uh, shout out Doja Cat. Hopefully it's not when like Nikki comes in, the fans. beat changes though. Yeah, that's, and that's a real remix. Yeah, you know, they actually changed something. It's a real up remix. And, yeah. Same, I think we mentioned last mm-hmm. time the Savage remix. 
a real fucking remix how they changed they kind of changed the entire song yeah and we talked about in the future we're gonna say uh we're gonna do a little segment on which remixes are better than the original yep we haven't gotten there yet but we will so artists uh two things we would love to get uh someone on even like a you know like a more minor like independent artist just like to hear about how the collaboration process you know everything virtual how how that goes versus like totally studio but more more uh on topic is the clillian uh, downing manifesto so far we have two things 12 to 14 song albums yeah and original remixes don't just like play the original song and add a verse we want the original artist to change their verse add another verse or at least like change the beat at a minimum Give us something new. Now, I would say Doja Cat kind of did the right thing with this. She kept her second verse, but that's the best verse on the song. Right. So, like, if the verse is good, don't get rid of it. But, like, with what Megan Thee Stallion did, completely changed the whole uh, verse. And she knows that that shit is getting fucking played out. Right, Uh, right. Especially with TikTok, you're hearing the same thing. She gave us a whole new fresh verse. Beyonce gave us three verses. And I think this remixing kind of phase that we're in is a way for artists to get to collaborate with each other because they can't get really into the studio together. I don't know if the rules are loosening in certain areas of the country, but right now these these artists are pretty much locked in their houses and studios. At at least on their social media, like they put the image out that they're locked in, but like, for example, NFL Draft, all those players, they had like 10 people in their houses. You know what I mean? So like how you present yourself is... I don't know like how some of these NFL Draft picks have just like a family of... 16 in the living room yeah so i i don't know but that's a different that's a story for a different yeah, day exactly knob drop today yeah so i uh personally had a chance to check out a couple songs um, we'll, I was we'll get into that more on a future podcast because i haven't given it the time of day yet yeah. but i really like knob he gets a lot of flack yeah so we could talk about that but I think it was called Good Intentions or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and there's a lot of features on there. There's, you know, I think Nav, he really collaborates with like three people all the time. Lil Uzi, mm-hmm. uh, Gunna, yeah. Young Thug, and I guess um, for this one, the song I listened to because I was interested, Pop Smoke has a feature, and okay. it's really good. Future has a feature, feature as well. Future too, yeah. I, I don't know if him and... Uh, Future like Nav and Future have ever collabed before that I can think of. So I, not that I can think I have of. I just listen to that. It's a longer album. It's eighteen songs, but it was fifteen minutes. So I give them like, I'll give them a pass. You know. Yeah. If an artist is gonna put a ton of songs on an album, I'd rather those songs be just like quick hits, which is a yeah. lot of rappers are doing that. They're doing songs that are like two minutes or less. Which like basically like, a verse, and that's really yeah. it. Yeah. But since it was Cinco de Mayo the other day, did you hear Taco Tuesday? Yeah. That was, I thought that was was hysterical. I thought the beat was fire and the verse was fire, except the Migos were like, let's all do, let's all split one verse and just get the fuck out of here. The song was a minute 45. Yeah. But that's a great song for, if I'm DJing on a Tuesday, I will play Taco Tuesday, I'll play their verse and get the fuck out of there. So I'm glad that the Migos had the DJs in mind for that one. Wait, so... All three had verses on that? No, they all oh. split one verse. Oh, okay, they each okay, did okay. like say, two dang. bars all right. and then went right to the next one and okay. then back to the hook and then it was over. Yeah. Hopefully the Migos can get together and put out one more quality Migos album. We right. That. I had a couple other uh, notables here. Kids, Mac Miller dropped on Spotify. Yep. Good homage to uh, the late, great Mac Miller. We 
we love him on this podcast. More, we, we should yeah. uh, talk about him a lot more. Definitely. But I've listened to Kids actually quite a few times since it dropped last week. Yeah. I don't know if you're an Apple Music guy. I don't know if it dropped on Apple. I'm not sure, but like honestly, like for the artists I really like, I'll take the time to download their other things and just put it locally on my iTunes so I have it on my phone. Okay, so, sweet. Yeah. There's another weird uh, collaboration that came out recently. A lot of music came out this week, actually, yeah. now that we're talking through it. Yeah, we were like, originally, we were like, what the fuck should we talk about today? Not shit came out, and now we're sitting here discussing. I've talked about six things. Yeah. Chris Brown and Young Thug dropped Slime and B. Who and, asked for this? Yeah, you texted me. <laughs> I think it was Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it was. You were like, yo, Chris Brown and Young Thug dropped a mixtape, and I was just like, why? Yeah. And you're like... <laughs> The collaboration nobody asked it's for. It's true. But it's pretty we good. Listened to, it is pretty good. <laughs> and it was originally on Dat Piff only. Yeah, and I was like God. I was like bringing it back to to the middle school days and high school days. Yeah. But then uh two hours later it came out on streaming services. But there are a couple notables on that. We can get more in depth on that as like an intro to a future podcast. Definitely. Just uh City Girl song is yeah my, my favorite yeah. on that. I uh, I fuck with it a lot, and he got E forty and uh, somebody else on that feature. It's too short, too short. Uh, yeah, you know I think Chris Breezy might have been a little jealous that Drake dropped an album and left one background vocal. Yeah, out of it. <laughs> from Chris Brown. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe if you see a Chris Brown and Drake beef coming soon again, it'd be because it'd be because Chris Brown just had all this fucking music, and then Drake gives him just one background vocal. That's it. Um, that kind of uh, can seg into. I've been watching that Hip Hop Evolution TV show a lot, and I tried to put you on that yep. on Netflix. Yeah, they had an episode on E Forty and Too Short. That's I think awesome. that show, especially for what we're doing with this podcast, is a great like little background. Yeah, I'm learning like a ton. And Definitely, I I finished that shit in like two days. But we could we could talk more about that on a different episode. Give it like a little review, things Definitely. like that. Yeah. But if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. We're also thinking about doing an episode where we uh, talk about some hip hop movies, um, okay? Biopics, or for example, you know the the Big Four, as I like to think about it. Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah. Eight Mile. Yep. Notorious. And Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those are the Big Four. If you got other ideas. By the time this comes out, please let us know about movies yeah. or topics you want us to cover. That'll help. We've been, I feel like I feel good about what we've been doing, though, pushing this thing along. Definitely. Last thing before we get into uh, our topic for the day, the Scots. Oh, man. Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi had his first number one of his career, which is a huge surprise to me. It's a number one? I didn't it's know a number that. one oh, right man. now. It's a number wow. one right now. With Drake and everything, that's surprising to me. What, that, yeah, wow. uh, I think it came out right before Drake, so it was oh, maybe so it number got like one. A buffer. Okay. Yeah, but which what on Dark Lane demo tapes is going to take over? That? I thought like Tootsie maybe Slide was just. I like, thought Tootsie Slide kind of got its. Uh, got, oh, I thought it was just like get like a, a little another life because oh, of yeah, the album get a little coming out. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was figuring. But you're right. There's not anything really from. Dark Lanes that's like that like yells the, Drake number yeah, one. That's, that's not true. the In My Feelings type song. That's true, yeah. yeah so, But yeah, pro, uh, shout out Kid Cudi and Travis Scott. I love that fucking song. <clears throat> Me too. It's funny because uh, a couple weeks ago, Kid Cudi dropped that single, Leader of Delinquents, and we were talking about how maybe this is gearing up for him to drop an album, but then you know I, I realized that this song he dropped was actually recorded in 2012, probably just yeah. dropped it, but... Then Travis Scott went on live with Kid Cudi and said, "Hey, we got a club album coming out." I'm fired up for so, that. Dude, one of my favorite songs to recirculate 
is Through the Light Night. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah that's easily yeah. my favorite song on that. Whatever's Birds Say McKnight or whatever oh, it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds in the okay. Trap Say yeah. McKnight, something like that. Yeah, that's easily my uh, favorite song. On I like that. the song so with Nav on Anything it. that Kid Cudi and Travis Scott drop together, that is a for sure listen Please for me. drop that album. That, that'd be awesome. I would listen to that album for a whole month straight. 100%. Yeah. To the topic for the day. You ready? Mm-hmm. Lil Uzi Vert. We took the time. This came out in March. Yeah, I think uh, the first album came out March 14th. And then and the then... week after, which we were really pissed about, uh, he dropped the deluxe version, which was another like 14 songs. Yeah. And we said, let's sit down and come up with the perfect Eternal to Take album. Yes. Rather than, what is this, fucking 36 songs? It is no, uh, 30, 32 songs. 32 songs. Yeah. Hour and 45 minutes. Ridiculous. It takes for, and like when Uzi this comes he's out. like a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> when this comes out, I'm like, 20 songs, or what is it, 18 for the first one? It was actually, um, the first one was 18, yeah. 18 for the first one. I was like, that's already pushing too much. Yeah. And it's going to be tough to listen to. Every artist that we've, it is uh, like the slogan of this fucking podcast. Our manifesto. 12 to 14 yep. song albums. Yeah. But, so I hear this, I'm like, I listen to it a few times, but it gets, it gets lengthy. Like. It's also tough to, you know, he dropped an album, 18 songs. You're just getting to your favorites. You're just giving it a good week listen. You know, you're picking yeah. out the songs you love, and then he drops a whole another 14 songs. It's like, okay, yeah. so how am I supposed to work in the right. old songs that I really was starting to love and not have to go through this whole new so- set of songs and, like, go through and decipher? But exactly, I think the short way to sum this up before we get really into picking our, um, like, perfect Eternal Take album is, like, Uzi went for uh, the uh, quantity over quality. Totally. Um, I've, like, there's a lot of garbage songs on here. Just, Legitimately garbage. It. Yeah. There's like like one that we talked about, Low Main. Yeah. Pop. And pop, dude. Yeah. No, especially pop. Yeah. He gets, he's like almost talking fast at one point. He's not even rapping, not even on beat. There are some songs that are just throwaways that you don't need to have on here. Yeah. I get that his music was locked up for a yeah. little bit and shit like that, and he just wants to get it all out. You got your streams. I don't even know if he got his streams. I think he I, I think he like ended up selling, I think it was a number two it on came the charts out, at some point. It came out yeah. near After Hours, so it's tough to compete it's with the number one say, Yeah, I think he was like number two. You know, I, I think I understand the sentiment, like, sentiment, you know, he basically didn't drop an album for three years, honestly. He yeah. dropped his last album August 2017. We, but, we yeah, don't. We love Lil Uzi Vert, and yeah. that's why we're going to yep. take the time to, to list this out. But our perfect album, how many do I have here? I have 10 that should be locks. I think I have nine, so yeah, we're still And then age. I have five that are fringe songs. Okay. You uh, so I'll say one, and then you tell me Let's if you have it. We'll start with the uh, with the locks that okay. should be on there. Baby Pluto. Oh yeah, Baby Pluto. The intro to the that's first. That's the intro, right? Yeah. Oh, to the original album. Yeah, that yeah. song. When I heard that song, I was like, this is going to be an album yeah, right here. Right. Yeah. So that's obviously a lock. And then I had the other intro, Myron. Yep. Me too. Okay. That's my first two. Yeah. Good. I love that song too. Yeah. Both you of go the intros. Myron. Yeah. So you hear fucking both of those and you're like, all right, here we fucking go. Now we're getting to like a banger album and then there are some fucking slow ones in there and that you got to skip over. But those two, those yeah, are locks. Yeah. Straight up bangers. And I think the idea for Uzi having two albums is the first album, Eternal Take, was... 
him like going to more of a rap his rap back he pulled yeah. out like more bars more verses there it wasn't are... like the melodic you know kind of like half singing half yeah. rapping but then Lil Uzi versus the uh, world part two the second album he put out with the 14 songs that was more like melodic and you can you really get that from the intros you know totally. Baby Pluto was like a pretty hard hitting rap song right. it reminded then, me of uh, Shooter with Playboy Cardi kind of yeah how it takes a little bit uh pull up to the jeweler with an iced out watch it takes yeah. like that long time to build up and then when the beat finally kicks in he just that, goes double time yeah 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 that's that's a really dope and then Myron's more melodical you know yeah. he kind of just stretching it stretches out his vowels right. a little bit but yeah right you could tell but I think there now that you say on the Love Is Rage Part Two Deluxe version yeah. There's no like real song that's like a kind of not R and B but like slower hip hop song that can compete with the way life goes. Yeah, you know, no. There's nothing like that. But you have a couple that you want to mention. Yeah, I I think the second album uh, has a, a lot of features that I thought were solid features. Chief Keith Bean. You put I, I like that song. I didn't put that in my. I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I didn't think it was worth the top mm. twelve to fourteen. I get. I. I mean, I listened to it this morning. I get what you're thinking. But if we're talking features, I think yes, Sirski. Oh yeah, that's my. That's my list too. Yes, yeah. Sirski with Twenty One Savage is a lock for the perfect just eternal. Continues Twenty One Savage's streak of just killing features. Always any yeah. features. One of matter. the best features you could have in the rap game. Any kind of beat Savage. too. He'll just Twenty One Savage. If you want to come on the podcast, <laughs> we'd be more than happy to have you. Yes, definitely. Uh, any others that you want to mention? I got plenty. Yeah, I got um, uh, Prices. That Prices the, was uh, a fringe song for me. Okay. I, they had the Travis Scott sample on uh, okay. the song. I, I really liked it. I think it's um, it, it was a sample from the uh, Birds in the Trap song. I think the song with Nav, maybe. It sampled that song. I like that song a lot. Um, and then one other feature, um, Got the Guap with a Young Got Thug. the Guap is a, is a lock for me. I yeah. had that in there. Yeah. I had Silly Watch. I, no, it wasn't God, even on my... you killing me, bro. Okay, I told you when this album came out, I texted you specifically. I said, Silly Watch makes me mm-hmm. want to get in the pit with the 15-year-olds and fucking start raging. That That is like like a little high school type, yeah. uh, almost SoundCloud rap type song. Yeah. But the beat bangs so fucking that's hard. True. That's one that I would allow to be on the perfect version of okay. Eternal Okay, okay. I had I'm Sorry. To me, that's the best song on both yeah yeah oh really that to me that's my i think that's the best like that's a song where he's finally got like a hook that's okay. catchy i'm sorry if that you were misled some shit like that and it's one that you can get stuck in your head and that's how i thought he did best on love is rage 2 he had like four or five songs that would just get stuck in your head all day yeah and the one that did it for me on Eternal Take was I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm gonna lock that in, and I'll argue it to my fucking deathbed. No, I, I that was my like uh, honorable mentions okay. list. But yeah, I guess for Uzi, it really depends on. It's almost like he's like um, messing with people's brains. It's really how your ear catches the yeah. Like, a cadence or a flow that makes it your favorite because like let's be honest most of these songs he's not really saying too much no, you know so bit. it's kind of how it catches your ear one of my i think my favorite was probably i mean yeah i will say my favorite like melodic song on the whole 32 songs was moon relate moon relate was moon in relate. my fringe yeah yeah like this really that catchy. was in my fringe i uh, i'll allow that i'll put that in uh i'll put that on the list 
Yeah. So, talking about, you know, normal things like how, you know, he's not from this planet and only the moon can relate to how yeah. crazy he is. But it's a really catchy song. There's a, there's a stretch on the album that I thought was like really solid. From Homecoming all the way down to Chrome Heart Tags. Yep. It goes Homecoming, I'm Sorry, Celebration Station, Bigger Than Life, and yep. Chrome Heart Tags. I had Chrome Heart Tags on my list of uh, I did as blocks. well. I also had Celebration Station. Yeah, that song's good too. Yeah, that was on my honorable mentions. I, I honestly, I only had not eight or nine songs that were locks for me because okay. just like compare, I try to compare this to Love Is Rage Two and like yeah. Love Is Rage Two, like it was like the opposite. There's like two or three songs that are kind of throwaways. Right. This is like kind of yeah. like you have to really go through it and pick the songs right. out. So that's what we're doing for you guys right yeah. now. So you make a playlist of all the songs that we mentioned, and you'll be. You'll think this 10 album 10 to 12 is... songs. We're never going to go more than 12 to 14 songs yeah. for any album. There's not one album that you could tell me that is better that's more than 14 songs. Maybe 16 songs is my absolute max limit. Like, I don't think even Drake... I don't need anything I more think, than six, 16 songs. I think songs. Take Care was 17, and I think there are a couple of ones that he could have thrown off of there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Made it a 15-song album. I had That Way, the uh, Backstreet Boys yeah. one. I mean, that's another. that's another one where... That one gets stuck in your head. So Ryan had that way. I had this way. Trap this way. I didn't have. I listened to it this morning, and I was like, I want to give. I want to give it another chance, and I couldn't do it. I didn't like it. I don't know why I like that song, but I, I really do. I, I I think the that way that was a good like promo single. Yeah, like, totally. That was a that was a single. I. Uh, we both agree that you could throw away Futsal Shuffle Twenty Twenty. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, that was like. Let's give Uzi some credit. I think he was like the first guy that. I didn't really know what TikTok was until he put that song. That's out. right. Like, oh, that's actually is, true. You know? But that's one that came out so far before the album that you didn't even need it. I think that came out in November. Yeah, honestly. something yeah. like that. Yeah. So we both are throwing that away. What else did I have? Got the guap. You said Chrome Heart tags, and then part two. What? What's the fucking XO tour life part two? Oh, did you like that song? I did. I thought that was so unnecessary. Okay, all right, and that's a, that's actually a solid argument. But I thought, I mean, I thought it was uh, it was interesting, but it was interesting. But I guess you could have left it off, especially now that you got thirty two songs. So I'll take that off, and I have I have nine locks here. Okay, Myron, Baby Pluto, Silly Watch, Yes Sirski, I'm Sorry, Celebration Station, That Way, Got the Guap, Chrome Heart Tags, and let's add Moon Relate to that. Add Moon Relate. That's ten. And that, just only because that's like, that reminded me of something that he would put on like the first Lil Uzi ver, verse the world. Like yeah. a very, like kind of like P's and Q's. Just like, yeah. just like kind of just I like love, nonsense, I love P's you know? and Q's. Yeah. Um, one song that we haven't mentioned that's on my locks so is only one song is Venetia. Have you listened to that song? Yeah, I listened to it on the way here. I don't know. It's another song that's just very melodic and I okay. just like, it's short, nice and short. I'm going like to put it on song. Fringe for us yeah, to yeah. discuss, but... Do you have any other locks that no, I haven't mentioned? No, that was it. Okay. Just... Now I have six Fringe songs here. We're at 10, if we're going 14 for the uh, for the perfect album. What's Up featuring Future. Yep. That was a, that was one that's like, I think Future has a great verse. And then the hook is like so stupid. What's up? What's up? <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's so catchy. Future does have a good verse on that. Yeah. yeah. It's nice uh, and short too. I had Strawberry Peels with Gunna and Young Thug. <laughs> yeah. That one is the shortest song of all 32 by like a whole ass minute. Yeah. And I think that kind of gives it the appeal. 
or helps to the appeal to it because like you don't have to fucking sit and wait for all these verses. They all just get out of the way. I actually like the verses on that song, but me too. I, I guess this is a chorus, but that chorus, I just yeah. it doesn't do it for me. That's why I mean, if the chorus was uh, perfect, then that'd be an easy line. Right, right. I had homecoming, yeah, which was in that I stretch of too. songs. We I could. Like that song. if, uh, I'm down to put that one in. As far as like generic goes with Lil Uzi, that's like the most generic Lil Uzi song. I feel like yeah, but you it. Know? We're going to pay him homage and we're going to put that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Because we know what he was trying to do with yep. it. Yep. Bigger Than Life I had, which was also in that stretch, but yeah. I thought it was like, I understand why it made the album, but it wasn't like his best. No. Yeah. And then Prices, which we talked about, and then Venetia. Yeah. So, okay. are you okay with putting uh, What's Up featuring Future on there? Definitely. Yeah. All right. He didn't have really too many features on this, like on Not really. Songs, so which... Hey. I mean, having 32 fucking songs, like, like he's got to be able to sit in the studio and be like, okay, this we don't need to put this out. Like, low main. Literally, yeah. Get him out. Fucking yeah, I can that. see. I mean, I don't know if how true is, like, how true the whole, like, oh, I can't put on any music right now. Like, my label's, yeah. like, I don't know. But, like, I can see why maybe the label was, like, maybe drama was, like, Come on, Uzi, like some of these songs are just like unnecessary, you know. When this so. when this was coming out, I figured for sure a Playboy Cardi feature would be on there. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that really quickly too. So artists that you would want to see Uzi collab with or on this album or like artists that he's never collabed with that you would like think that chemistry would go well. Okay. I think. So Cardi for sure. I, I, it's it's crazy that there's yeah. thirty two songs and him and Cardi don't have a collab, but I guess they're like actually beefing in real life. Um, oh, I know what I he was, keeps I, saying on Twitter. He goes, I don't know where he's at. I thought it was a joke, but I think that it might be actually a little bit more serious than just like Twitter jokes. So that might be the reason okay. there's no Playboy Cardi to be, to be found on this album. I would say, I think Lil Wayne collab. Lil Wayne, with right? Lil yeah, me solid. too. I don't know if we haven't gotten that. I mean, you're no, the Lil Wayne guy. I don't think there's a single. No. Yeah. Uh, those that. are the two off the top of my head that I'd like to hear together. I, maybe Amigos feature. Maybe I, I was thinking personally like some Kanye man. Like I yeah, feel like Kanye or maybe a Kanye production. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, Kanye has also some weird songs too that I think like that's him true. And, you know him and Lozy in a studio together, some weird vibes. Like for example, like I don't think you know there's no reason for Lil Uzi and Drake to make a song together. It's, no, no, it's, not at all. There's no, the, there's no there. like chemistry. Yeah. Travis Scott though, you know, yeah, that I might agree. work. You know, yeah, maybe a Travis Scott hook too. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'll put prices in the uh, in the perfect version since we both had it. As yeah, fringe, and that puts us at thirteen, I believe. So one more: strawberry peels, bigger than life, Venetia. I think 13 is fine. We can just like leave the three. There you go. Yeah. See, block. if these are all even, yeah. a rapper nowadays would put all fucking three on I that. know. Exactly. But, That's the difference. But we are going to be... Cut, cut them. Yes. We're going to be mature about it and we're going to cut them. We gotta, Those can like leak, you know, once every couple months. There you, you know, go. Something to listen to. So we have the perfect Eternal Take album, Myron, Baby Pluto, Silly Watch, Yes Sirski featuring 21 Savage, I'm Sorry, Celebration Station, That Way. Got the Guap featuring Young Thug, I think. Yep. Moon Relate, Chrome Heart Tags, Homecoming, What's Up featuring Future, and Prices. And there I think we have a nice selection of like different beats, too, in that yes. little mix. Totally, because we have, like I don't know, five or six from the Deluxe, yep. and then the rest from the original. I think and we did a fucking great job. I think, what, job. four songs with features, too, out of the 13. That's pretty good. I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, 
That's this was off the dome. We didn't really plan yeah. much. Uh, we literally texted each other this morning, like, yeah. what are we going to talk about? And this is what we came up with. Yeah, this is a little fun activity. We just we both really like love uh, Lil Uzi. I think personally I can say that out of all the new school rappers, he is by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I guess at the end of the day, more songs, you can always just do what we did and just take some off and just like delete them and not listen to them. But man, it'd be really nice if these artists just were in be- like better in tune with their fans and just kind of like gave their fans exactly like an actual body of work right. instead of just pumping out all these songs and letting the fans like word vomit if you will yeah, song vomit yeah yeah i i agree but uh we we kind of did it for you so yep. this is why you listen to the podcast for shit like this yeah any uh last thoughts no it's just uh Excited for this uh, Friday night, I guess. That's right. Yeah. I like pumping these out and I promise you, I mean, you guys will hear this at some point and I'm going to try to get my goal before I put this out is we'll get the artwork okay, and then I'll be able to put them through a podcast website to get them uploaded to Apple and Spotify. Okay. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. All right. Peace, dog.